0: This horse reminds me of two two horses that we've seen. Uh, Uncle Mo, uh, the first Breeders' Cup we ever went to. He kind of reminds me a little bit of him. And he reminds me a little bit of American Pharaoh. And American Pharaoh obviously was going to be a huge favorite and kind of the highlight horse of that Breeders' Cup. It was not a strong Breeders' Cup from a classic standpoint. Pharaoh was kind of the hyped horse. Now, he obviously got injured, did not run in it, but still, it was that kind of hype. The Uncle Mo, the Pharaoh, the this
1: horse isn't going to lose,
0: type. And that's what Cave Rock feels like to me.
1: These two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared Who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it Started a website where players go to see all their picks The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk They put the plan into motion and it first it seemed silly Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta uh, There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the website that that'll win you the most whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream, Parks, and Batoga And all tracks in between There's only one side to go to When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets Plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets Racingdudes.com For all of your needs Racingdudes.com For all of your leads Racingdudes.com For all of your bets Racingdudes.com As good as it gets Racingdudes.com For all of your needs Racingdudes.com For all of your leads Racingdudes.com For all of your that's racing dudes.com as good as it gets what is up i'm jordan
2: walsh he's aaron Halsman. it is thursday october 20th and this speaker's off
0: what's up man it is thursday you know what that means breeders cup man we're two weeks away now it's crazy uh we've got this week we had the pre-entry week which is next week and then the actual event it's nuts it's almost already here I know
2: last time uh well last time we talked on Blinkers Off, we were talking about how we were a month out and it was the final preps, and now we're two weeks out. We I mean we 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 pretty much are here, you know, because like you said, well, pre-entries will be out and um it it feels like it's here. Um I don't know if it seems like everybody's getting, you know, because we're still kind of wondering about some of these fields, and obviously every workout at flight line is well documented every single time and that seems to be obviously from that standpoint but all these divisions and even if you want to talk about the classic as well i mean all these divisions are kind of even if you have the flight line versus table or the nests versus the elders you know and these you know, whatever it is like the, some of the standouts it, they're still really interesting divisions lining up for the breeders cup
0: yeah, there always is. And I think uh, it's it, this show is going to be important, honestly, because you really are going to have to choose right on the favorites you play and the ones you try to beat. It looks like it could get chalky. You know, though, there's going to be some upsets. So you really are going to have to hone in on, OK, this is the race where I'm going to take a, uh, take my shot. And so tonight shows, I think, really important because you've got, uh, you know, there's no past performances. We don't know the entries, but. You know who the favorites are going to be in, let's say, 12 out of 14 races right now. Um, So you can really make a lot of decisions as far as that part of it goes. Okay, this is one I just, I don't think I'm going to be able to beat. This is one where I'm, you know, I'm going to take a shot with it. And again, it can always change when the entries come out. But, you know, you kind of have a good idea who the main players are at this point.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, pre-sale for the Breeders' Cup uh, wager guide is already out there. We've, you know, we're, of course, already working on it. I started working uh, today on the 14 trends, people that you know like to look out for that. And to me, it, the 14 trends, it, it started off, I did it because for myself, and then we were like, hey, this would be cool to like just share, right, for free because it's cool information. And now it turns into a thing that I use every single year to kind of get me into the handicapping mode of the breeder's cup to see what the trends are see what my trends were last year and see how, you know what i mean see how they panned out and they like, oh, go that that keeps happening you know the the wesley ward you know uh turf sprint that keeps happening you know all these things like we got you know i it to me it helps hone in and then you say oh wait he's got another one this year in that race. you know so to me it helps um in 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 races especially not necessarily like a, a a classic or something but some of these divisions where you're trying to kind of figure them out still or maybe the internationals coming over it helps me tremendously to kind of like if you're kind of between two horses you're like well you know the internationals have won 11 of the last 15 years i think i might go that direction
0: you know the blueprint because you know you've we've had it enough now that you know how it goes and you know how it works and uh, a horse like Charlie Appleby, you, he knows what to do. He knows the blueprint to win a Breeders' Cup race, and we know what that horse looks like because he's done it. You know, and same with the Bob Baffert and the juvenile, and you can go on and on. Yeah, but, you know, it, we know the b- blueprint of what these horses have looked like in the past, and these trainers know how to get them there and get them ready to fire a big race. You know, I think one trend that, I, as an overall Keeneland trend, was Brad Cox last time in 2020. Brad Cox absolutely dominated the Breeders' Cup when it was at Keeneland. Will that happen again? So there's all kinds of things, uh, you know, other than just the 14 that you're going to mention that, you know, like I said, we kind of know how it's laid out now. Cause we've, we've, we've done this a few times.
2: And, you know, and we talk about this all year, all year long, when it comes to handicapping and angles and things like that, you get to a, a race like the Breeders' Cup when you have the best of the best and seemingly very same horses, you know, a lot of, classy horses sometimes it takes a decision to be like to you know to kind of put you over the edge on one horse or the other and that might be a simple trend that you just can't buck or or like you said brad cox you you think he's gonna or i saw you know mike monroe says golden pal loves keeneland or whatever that is that's enough to put you over the edge to be like he's i just i can't go against him in this race and to boot the odds for the most part are all playable in the breeders cup
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, you're never going to get just a terribly short price. Uh, you know, there are uh, one or two exceptions every year, but uh, overall you're going to get the price you want, uh, you know, nine times out of 10 at the Breeders' Cup. And and that's why it is a great two days of wagering is, you know, because of that fact, horses that you maybe not got a price on all year long, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, we can play just a win wager if we need to on this one and and we'll probably be just fine.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, so what we'll do today, obviously. Oh, by the way, did you uh did you miss me last week?
0: Uh I thought you were here. <laughs> Is that not you?
2: That was another good looking individual.
0: The how commenters thought me? it was you. <laughs>
2: well, that's <laughs> sad. Uh that makes me feel bad. Um
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's good I, or bad.
2: I don't think it's good, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh well, how did I do then?
0: Uh you you were a little off. You weren't quite as weird <laughs> last week. <laughs> well it was then, weird. How did you do? I did my normal, but but you were off last week.
2: Yeah, it seemed a little bit uh weird opinions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. What what was the weirdest opinion I had?
0: Uh I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, was
2: I against flight line?
0: No, you were against oh, Flightline. Thank, thank goodness! Um, thank goodness! No, you, uh, you, you actually, you and Sammut are about the same when it comes to that race. All you want to talk about is Flightline and Taba. You guys are both uh, on Taba for that's second. A,
2: that's all you need to talk about. You, you got to yeah. use two horses in that race. That's it. it very well, maybe. <laughs> um, but no, I, I actually I was I was uh, I was in where was my flight Dallas maybe I don't remember. Um, <laughs> And I was had a little bit of a of a layover, and I so I, I saw that we were live, or you know we were live, we were live, and so I tuned it. I was like, oh, blinkers off, all right. So I, yeah, I think I chimed in a few comments, but my my reception was awful, um, in the airport. But uh, yeah, you know it was. Uh, I see. <laughs> well, you know you can't win them all. There you go. Nope.
0: nope. Well, I don't I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How many short fields can we expect for B- BC? I mean, I don't think you're gonna see that many.
0: Um probably not that many. No. Uh, maybe one or two. I, I, I'm skeptical of what the classic will actually look like once it gets here. Um, but other than that, I don't think you'll see too many. Uh yeah, we'll get to this.
2: Um Jackie's worried in the sprint. I got I got an interesting take on that race. I don't wanna I don't wanna give it away. Um we'll look though. Um, because I, I and obviously I think to me the the sprint in the dirt mile or such up in the air for a bunch of these horses, you know, where's Jack Christopher going? Um, You know, that's a big one, right? Um, So, you know, that's for instance, like we just don't know quite yet. So we're going to kind of guess on a few of these, obviously Um, we're going to use DRF, which uh, I think uh, Aragona did the, uh, is doing these preliminary um, morning lines, so to speak is what we have. Um, I think I read that. Don't quote me on that. Uh, So we're going to use those kind of, based off of what we're thinking, who they're going to be here. We'll kind of go off that uh, on how we're going to play, if we're going to play the favorite, if we're going to fade the favorite. So it seems like I think everybody's interested in the Breeders' Cup. So let's get to it. Today's show, we'll take a look at all 14 races at the 2022 Breeders' Cup World Championships at Keeneland and play or fade each projected favorite. Let's go.
0: We are just two weeks
2: away from the 2022 Breeders' Cup World Championships at Keeneland, and, and the races are starting to take more and more shape each and every day. We're trying to figure out which horses are coming, which ones aren't, what races they're pointing to, which ones are not. We're getting closer and closer. We're still a week out from the pre-entries, but we have a better idea now um to at least look at each one of these races get an idea of who the favorite we going go, if you're if you're just listening to this on the podcast version uh we're using DRF you can just go to DRF and, and go search Breeders' Cup and they've got a whole list there um using kind of each field and who they think's gonna be in it and what the odds might be um at least preliminary odds might be and so we're gonna kind of use those as a basis here and give you our play like not necessarily the pick uh who our final pick is but like are you gonna play that favorite or are you gonna fade that favorite are you gonna try to beat that favorite so and give us a good angle a good starting point um as we approach each one of these races and listen the juvenile day obviously uh is is difficult every every single year from a, and it starts off with a juvenile turf sprint which you know is incredibly tough Um, a lot of times and we're looking at here uh, preliminary uh the platinum queen at three to one love reigns at four to one for wesley ward i'm gonna i I would assume uh, love reigns would go off the favorite here but you tell me what do you think
0: Uh, right now i've got love reigns as a fade um that could change depending on what the field uh, looks like I don't like that we haven't seen Love Reigns in a long time, uh, you know, and they scratched out of that Keeneland race a couple of weekends ago. And Wesley Ward said it was because she's doing so well. We don't want to waste the race. We want to just have her best race right there at the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. Now, like I said, when we get to the day of the race or the week of the race, you to make that decision. Maybe I changed my tune. But right now, I think she's a little bit of a fade. That's a pretty long layoff uh before this horse going into the breeder's cup. So uh a, a tentative fade is how I'll start off the show with Love Reigns.
2: <laughs> well, I'm gonna say I think we're both uh tentative, but I'm gonna go a tentative uh play with Love Reigns. I I I look at it either way, honestly. I I, I think that the fact that you haven't had the horse in the race or haven't had a horse in a race and you know you you'll look at that you could look at it like well something maybe not be completely right with the horse and they don't want to screw her up right before you know right before this thing or like you say they're just you know sitting on go and want to use it right here but you know this is a a race that we've seen uh obviously it's not been around too long the juvenile trail sprint but we've seen horses um you know trained by wesley ward obviously horses that you know Go to, you know, very fast, go to the lead one, you know, wire to wire, you know, bulletin, four wheel drive, golden pal. Um, so to me, if love reigns is entered in here, I would think is going to be the favorite. And uh, I'm tentatively playing this horse, but uh, it's tough. It's yeah, close.
0: don't forget about Wesley Ward, his quote unquote, other horse won this race last year. Everybody was on Averly Jane and he won you know. twilight highlight gleaming. So don't forget, you know, he is a master of entering two or three, so keep an eye on those other ones as well. Keep an eye on who he enters in this race. Uh, it's going to make a big difference.
2: I really more than anything. The trend I like in this race is is and it's not a big secret. It's fate it is it's speed. I mean, it's like it just seems like speed horses are tough to beat here, right? You know, internationals are tough. Uh, the Americans typically win this race have have won this race every year. because I think, you know, the zeros aren't really training these horses to be Turf sprinters right yep. they're they're trained to be going long and we see that in the in the in the analysis as we see the, the longer races obviously the internationals do a lot better that's why i feel like a guy like wesley ward who's really good with the two-year-olds on the turf can get a horse to win a race like this um and it, it, it maybe kind of sneak one in like you said sometimes even with another one so yeah i i, I like american speed in, in this race so that's why i'm tentatively playing um the play and by the way you know everyone just obviously the comments are going crazy so if there is a comment analysis you want uh, our opinion on or you just want to give opinion um i'll try to I'll try to uh, respond to that here let's go let's go to the next uh next race here let's go to the juvenile phillies turf and uh you know this one right now I, I, this one's in, impossible I, I, blue rose sin is is currently the three to one favorite um, Jonathan Thomas has Delight at 92, Free Look at 5 to 1, Pleasant Passage 6 to 1. I mean, the list goes on, but Blue Rose Sin is your favorite at 3 to 1. Interesting horse coming in here has been, has looked good, but still seems like a lot of unknown.
0: Another race, tentative fade, uh, probably a little bit uh, more confident. I will try to fade a favorite in this spot uh, than the last one, but still uh, could be listed as a fade. I, I don't have a ton of confidence in the favorite here i don't really know who else is going to come over from uh, europe and i i'm not real sure about any of our horses in 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 our you know our side of things for coming from the united states in this division so uh this one's gonna be a fade for me i'm gonna try to find a price uh, most likely in this spot
2: i i'm with you I, I think this is a fade i you know free look for me is interesting uh horse for chad brown there at five to one i think gets another uh, opportunity there i I don't like uh, playing a horse that one, I don't know a ton about, Um, and I don't mean that like, I know I've seen the horses, you know, races, but it's just like, this is a horse that's kind of coming in here and thinking has not been, like not against been talked about all year. Um, And two, uh, trending wise, I just, Americans have another race for whatever reason, Americans have have ran well in, have dominated. Um, And we've seen, I believe what was it uh, was who I don't know who it won this race last year it was
0: uh, I can't even somebody. remember now uh, well I know
2: wild beauty was I don't know if wild beauty was in the race or he's going to run in the race um, but that was going to be tentatively going to be like the, the favorite um, here I'll bring it up yeah. oh pizza Bianca there you go Oh, that's um, right. yeah yeah pizza Bianca so another re- you know Aunt Pearl you know, sharing mm-hmm. uh, newspaper record, rushing fall, and you know, new money, honey, catch like this is like a race that Americans have have ran well in, and uh, and the you know, in the internationals haven't. You know, last year I believe the favorite, um,
0: the morning line favorite was Pizza Bianca, but I believe a, a European oh, horse. Oh, koala go up no,
2: no koala princess, did not
0: remember that? Oh wow, I do remember that horse. Holy cow!
2: Yeah, I would have guessed that. that? Yeah, six to one. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of, of uh, international as far as, like, you know, horses getting bet um, last year. But, yeah, for that reason, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to do a fade here as well. So, back-to-back fades for me. Let's go to one that uh, maybe we will change the tune here in the, uh, let's see. Let me pull it up. Juvenile Turf. You want to do Juvenile Turf? Let's do yep. Juvenile Turf. Now, this one to me, I think there's a little more confidence um, on my standpoint. Uh, you got th- the interesting angle here that we all thought, oh, this is going to be a race that Appleby's going to win. Of course, Mysterious Knight. Well, Mysterious Knight is not coming to the race now. And instead, uh, Appleby has decided to substitute uh, Mysterious Knight for Silver Knot, um, a horse that's uh, been running some big races overseas. Silver Knot five to two and pretty clearly a clear favorite here. So if Appleby does run this horse here, seems like the horse is going to be the favorite. And of course, we all know what happened in the juvenile turf last year. Can Appleby get it done here? And I thought we think we all thought he would, but it would be with his other horse.
0: This is a stone cold lock. I think Silver Knot all the way. That's going to be a play for me himson and this horse over instead of mysterious Knight, pretty much kind of tipping his hand saying you know what this horse might be better um he That's likes how this i took horse. it too yeah yeah he likes this horse a lot and the biggest thing is i don't like a lot of our horses in this division uh, as far as united states horses go this is gonna be a big time play for me uh the only thing it maybe. be make me balk a little bit at it as if there's another European that comes over that, that we don't really know about yet or kind of sneaks up on us or maybe jumps out when we really do uh, the film work once the pre-entries come out. But to me, Silver Knot is going to be really, really difficult to beat. I like him a lot in the spot. Well, I mean, internationals have dominated
2: this race, period. And even though he didn't technically, you know, if you cashed a bet, you didn't cash on modern games, but they still won the race last year again and the fact that Applebee like I'm with you the fact that Applebee was like no and you know as far as I know and as far as I can tell and I've read like there was no issues it's like we're just gonna run this horse instead That that's pretty telling you know I, I feel like and it, like there's not a lot of international horses at least like you said preliminary that you can look at and be like oh yeah I love I want that horse I mean and on top of that who else you know and the winner is uh no I don't think so I'm very busy for Chad Brown I mean major dude you know like I don't know like this is not a lot in here that I love um and if Appleby brings a horse over something tells me too like Godolphin Appleby they're they're gonna want to win this race this year actually and actually win it you know that bullshit aside last year um so I'm with you I think this is a very steady play for me one of my only plays um, to be honest, on the Friday, let's go to the juvenile, uh, juvenile Phillies. Uh, <clears throat> this one to me is <laughs> not as confident in. 7-2 um, on chocolate gelato for cho- Todd Fletcher. And then press that, you know, talking about Brad Cox, really Brad Cox at nine to two wonder wheel five to one. This is a, this is a good division. I think, um, you know, a lot of these were, you know, raging sea at six to one, um, you know, and tell me no, lie, no lies. That horse was really good last time out at eight to one. I, mean, I think this is a pretty damn good division. Just try to figure out who the hell is going to win it.
0: I'm looking for something, right? Some kind of price. I'm going to fade whoever the favorite is most likely, uh, in this one. And it. I don't know that it is a good division. I think they're all really kind of average. And I think that's what makes, you know, a situation where it's like, okay, a lot of these can win because they all kind of look the same. I don't see that stand out. You know, chocolate gelato has been really good, but I don't know that she is bet as a favorite in a breeder's cup race. Good. Uh, And so that's where I kind of pause on, or I will eventually pause on her for a second. It's it's a fa- the favorite race for me. I don't know as of yet who I'll actually go with. I just know that you know I'll probably be taking uh, some sort of a price in this one.
2: Yeah, and you know I, I'm with you here. I, and you know I think I wrote last year in the trends, like even though it didn't work out because we had a horse like Echo Zulu, but you know favorites have not had not done well in this race um in the years past over for whatever reason. Of course, Echo Zulu bucked that trend, but. I don't think we have an Echo Zulu, you know, coming into this race. I uh, know we don't, in fact. So, especially the way Echo Zulu was coming in last year. So, to me, there's all the more reason to play. I, I think Chop Chop is interesting for sure, um, coming in here for Brad Cox. But I think a lot of these are. Um, all the reason why I, I think playing against Chocolate Gelato is... And 7-2, let's be honest. I mean, that's that's a that's a very weak favorite. So, we'll see if, you know... If one of these other horses does end up going off the favorite, but no matter what, I don't think there's a horse in here that makes the horse worthy of playing out of as a favorite in this race.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make uh, sense. And let me tell you something about trends. John White said this best one time uh, to you and I. You know, trends are great; they're, they're they're fun to look at. Blah blah blah. But you know, he kind of said, "Hey, all the trends were against Justify going into the Kentucky Derby." He said, "Sometimes a horse is just good enough." that these trends don't matter. And that's what happened with Echo Zulu last year. Sure, this is a race that does usually produce a price, but when Echo Zulu's in the race, when Songbird is in the race, you know, that year at Keeneland, it, it doesn't matter. Those trends don't matter. Um, you know, so that's that's the thing, but you're correct. We have no horse of that nature, you know, in this race coming up here. It's, it's kind of, wow, they all look really similar. Like you think about, well, you we think about Cave Rock, who we're going to talk about next. He looks different than the rest of these other preps. Then you go back and you watch these juvenile Phillies preps, and they all kind of look the same. Yeah. Yeah, and
2: that's one of my pet peeves for with anybody that talks about, like you said, talks about trends, is they're, all trends are not created equal, you know? Like, they're fun to look at, like you said. And so, again, like we alluded to earlier, like, a lot of times it's very helpful in races, you know, like this one, right? Where you're, you're kind of trying to make a case for any of these horses and whatever the reason might be, you know, I go, you know, we, I've seen these horses or Brad Cox does really well, Chop Chop's sitting there six to one and favorites to win here. Like, okay, there's some trends there, it um, But when you have a horse that's a clear standout like the race we talk about next, yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter, you know, like you just look at it and you say, well, okay. I get the trends are against it, but there's, this horse is just better.
0: Yeah, don't forget to use logic, I think, is the thing. I remember uh, when Gunrunner went to the Pegasus and drew the 12 spot at Gulfstream. And everybody said, oh, that is a death post going two turns at Gulfstream. Here's the stats. And it was like a terrible stats going two turns from the 12 hole at Gulfstream. And everybody didn't bet him because of that. Now, he still went off as that favorite, but he was a much better price than he should have been. And I kept telling people, I said, how many times has Gunrunner broke from the 12 post in these stats at Gulfstream? Never. It's different. And what happened? He broke fast and he got right to the rail within three jumps. So it didn't even matter where he broke. (laughs) Then
2: it didn't matter where he broke after that.
0: Moral of the story is use logic within the trends, right? I mean, so that's, that's just kind of, kind of the way to look at it.
2: Well, talking about, uh, you know horses that don't matter as far as the trends go let's look at a horse that has some trends in his favor and seems like he's the one to beat uh this is the juvenile the breeder's cup TV ju- juvenile on friday kind of the main event on the friday card cave rock Bob Baffert even money clear favorite here four to one and Forte um of course one that breeders for charity at Keeneland he got Blazing Sevens at 8-1, to one, National Treasure, another Bob Baffert. But really, like, let's just call it what it is. Cave Rock is a huge standout here after dominating, um, once again, in the American Pharaoh. I, I, to me, he's a, I, I put all, in all caps, he's play. Like, he's, he's, he. you can build your cards, or I feel like your tickets around him um, kind of play.
0: Him losing would be a big time shock. I mean, a big time shock. I, I I just can't see it happening unless he simply doesn't show up. And then, you know, anybody can get beat if they don't show up. But he stands out over this field. Uh, I, I just think he's going to be really, really tough. I really like Forte a lot, but I don't think he's close to Cave Rock. Uh, and that's kind of the respect I have for this B- Bafford horse. He looked even better going two turns versus one turn and he looked fantastic going one turn so yeah this is just one to just take your medicine take your favorite so to speak and and go on I I just can't see a situation where he loses that's foreseeable you know him what I'm trying to say I guess is if he loses he'll be completely off the board because he just didn't run very well at all if he shows up with his race they're, they're not at this moment in time they're not as good as him
2: and the thing is, like, when you look back at, at years past, like, sure, Bob Baffert has had horses in the in the in this race and it not rained well, but there isn't a horse, and you can try to think of one, and there's not, um, because I've already I've already researched it. Uh there isn't a horse that has come in this race for Bob Baffert that's got that two year old buzz for Bob Baffert that didn't just roll in this race. Just that it hasn't happened. I mean, like I said, sure he's lost for horses and you know, lost. Uh, when, you know, he's had some, you know, weak six to one horse or, you know, uh, some bullshit horse in here at, but last year, Corniche came in here and obviously scratches and everything like helped, but clearly a, a standout game winner. was a clear standout, um, in the race. And when he has horses that come into the race with that kind of hype, it's really hard to get him beat.
0: This, this horse reminds me of two, two horses that we've seen. Uh, Uncle Mo, uh, the first Breeders' Cup we ever went to, he kind of reminds me a little bit of him. And he reminds me a little bit of American Pharaoh. And American Pharaoh obviously was going to be a huge favorite and kind of the highlight horse of that Breeders' Cup. It was not a strong Breeders' Cup from a classic standpoint. Pharaoh was kind of the hyped horse. Now, he obviously got injured, did not run in it, but still, it was that kind of hype. The Uncle Mo, the Pharaoh, the this horse isn't going to lose type. And that's what Cave Rock feels like to me
2: yeah I, and i just it, it he feels like uh the uh, the now horse as well right like just you know Kay, like you said forte like like this horse is cool like really gutty so like a horse that might be really good as a three-year-old you know or at least be in a lot of those races um but cave rock when, when bob baffert's got a horse right like this as a two-year-old they're real like it's just said like i can't keep saying it i guess but the, they're really hard to beat And and I, it'd just be really surprising if this horse got beat.
0: It's crazy. He won, I won this race last year with a horse that really wasn't very good. Uh, and now you fast forward. like, if Forte was in that race last year, I think Forte would have beat Corniche. Like they turned for home and we were standing there and I said, somebody, he's begging somebody to come get him, but these horses can't come get him because it's command performance, you know, and Papa cap trying to catch him and they're trash. Right. And he just was the best of the trash this year. I think the the horses that are going to be in it are a little better, but it's not going to matter. I don't think because Cave Rock is just so much better uh, than everybody else so far. And again, I'll say it one more time. I really like Forte. I agree with what you said. I think he's got a chance to be good. He just he just doesn't match up with this horse no matter how you look at
1: it.
2: And previously to last year, uh, we had a, a really solid trend of this race producing Kentucky Derby horses. Like six, I think the last six uh, uh, winners of the race went on to run in the Derby the following year, of course. And, you know, Corniche uh, bucked that trend real hard um, uh, this past year. And of course I kind of looked through it, you know, quickly. I don't know that one horse in that race last year ran in the Kentucky Derby the following year. So it really was a a bad year. You talk about all timer as far as bad horses um, in that race. But to that point, you know if he goes and rolls here the trends would also say like this horse will probably be in the in, in the uh, in the kentucky derby <laughs> maybe by another trainer yeah um i guess but uh, it would have to be but if he wins here um and, and like we think he will like he seems like a horse that you know they all of a sudden have to make a decision what to do with because he will be a heavy favorite to go to the derby again
0: Think about think about this year. You had Messier, you had Taba, they had to change trainers. You know, think of the story that was, and it's like, God, this, this sucks. Okay, they were horses like, yeah, they could win, but who who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we we picked Taba, we thought he would win. But it's like there's doubt. Pretend this horse like checks all the boxes leading up to the Derby and then has to change. Now now you've got your stone cold like lock to be the favorite having to change. It's gonna be kinda wild. So um, you know, end of the day, I while Bafford may deserve all of this, it does kind of hurt from a betting, like from a better handicapper standpoint, to have to deal with this again. You know,
2: it also makes you wonder, you know, because last year you had the, well, we're fighting this and we don't know what's going to happen and we're kind of what you know what I mean. Like so, they they waited forever. Like it almost to the point now where you're like, if if this if this hat if we win the juvenile, you start off you know 2023 you got a new trainer you know like why like because you need to get those points you know how many horses you know that he couldn't get points all year long because they weren't running well table wasn't running any races but um these horses weren't running weren't getting points that could have get gotten points with other trainers
0: that's the thing that was frustrating they kept running in those races and eating at points from other horses and it's just like this is so dumb like it sucks as a fan even just a fan that likes to follow the triple crown season there are plenty of people that, that like to just follow those preps and it's fun for him you know and then it's like oh here's baffert he entered three and you know it's like ah now like the fourth place finisher got points and that's it i don't know it just makes it weird i'm totally with you but you all got? right
2: well uh there you go we are a major play i think we both agree on our major play of friday anyways um yeah. Being in that juvenile with Cave Rock. Let's go to Saturday now. Obviously, the main event Saturday being the Classic, but we got a huge day. Of course, like we do every year, we'll kick things off with the Philly and Mare, um, Philly and Mare Sprint and Kamari, Wesley Ward. Now, up in the, on the fence might be the Breeders Cup Sprint, might be the Philly and Mare Sprint. Um, your three to one favorite, CC at seven to two, uh, and and uh, four to one on the Goodnight Olive. But you tell me and. I kind of feel like a fade is looming here.
0: Well, if Kamari or CeCe are the favorites, I will fade. (laughs) I I don't want to play either one of them as favorites. Uh, And that's no disrespect to either one. I like them both, but I will be looking for a little bit better of a price. I am skeptical. I think Goodnight Olive might end up being the favorite. Um, And then it kind of gets dicey for me. But as of right now, I've got to say fade in this race. This is another one that produces longer prices a lot. I mean, when Groupie Doll was running, it didn't. But other than that, you see some upsets in this race. So I'll be fading the favorite in this one most likely. Yeah, and, you
2: know, it seems like we've seen a lot of horses in this race that I love. I hope Kamari's in here because I want to play against her so bad. Because I think she'll take money. And I think that there's that cheap speed. I will not call her cheap speed. She's a good horse. But there'll be a horse that can come get her. You know, and we can we can kind of bloom an upset. And I don't know who that horse is, uh, you know, right now. Um, if if Echo Zulu is sitting there at 10 to 1, I would definitely look at playing her. Um, but, I, you know, whether it be Edgeway or obl- I think Obligatory, is all, it makes a ton of sense in here for that kind of horse that I'm talking about, the horse that you kind of come down and get that speed late. Um, but obviously all those reasons are saying, I'm playing against the favorite here whether it be if, it, if it's not kamari if it's cc it makes it even easier to play against in my opinion can't play her no I
0: mean. not as a favorite not as a favorite just can't do it so i don't know i i, I the fa- the favorite is very much in question here let's put it that way yeah uh, nick brings up i really like obligatory too and and echo zulu and well all three of them good night all of so yeah we'll see we'll see i i'm gonna be fading the favorite most likely
2: echo zulu kind of uh, put her name back on the you know she kind of was out you know an afterthought in that last race she kind of like, all right she might be this might be kind of her wheelhouse now um so yeah definitely if you get anywhere near that price she obviously becomes uh much much more playable all right let's go to but we are fading the philly mare sprint let's go to the turf sprint halterman and uh this has kind of been a hot button horse this year for some reason I don't know why or what he did to piss everybody off but golden pal your two-to-one favorite and I'm gonna guess we're gonna see it again and we're all gonna try to beat golden
0: pal right I mean I'm not uh (laughs) you know this is gonna be a favorite to play for me I I guess the one caveat that I'll say kind of put the pump the brakes on maybe there's an international horse that comes over that jumps up and it's like well there's gonna be some favorites on this day maybe we can this is one we can't beat i don't think anybody in this country can beat him though it's gonna take an overseas type yeah i mean i'm i'm with yeah i i don't think golden pals losing this race
2: he also kind of likes keeneland i mean so that's a that's that's a little bit of a you know and and favorites dominate this race uh, typically Uh, yeah i i don't why we try to beat him? I don't. I don't know. I guess uh, this could be a race that you. It, what I you know what I wrote last year is it takes an exceptionally good horse, good speed horse, to wire this race, and he's he kind of he kind of checks that box in my opinion.
1: He like,
0: kind of Yeah, he kind of likes Keeneland. He kind of likes to get out to the front. Um, he kind of won this race last year pretty easily. Uh, to me, if he breaks well, gets out to the lead. I don't really know how they're going to catch him. Um, You know, again, maybe we get the past performances and there's like a ton of speed all of a sudden in it or something. But to me, if you were going to beat him, it was that day up at Saratoga when they crazily tried to not put him into the front, you know, and they still didn't beat him that day. So I I don't know. I don't don't know why everybody hates him all of a sudden, but I I am, am a strong play at this point.
2: Well, it's funny. Everyone hated him. You know, everyone was talking about how much we we're going to try to try to beat him next time out after that day at Saratoga. And then he, he, he rolled in the Woodford and everyone went off about how good he looked. It's like, where are all the people that didn't like him? I don't well, know, what happened to you?
0: I saw two or three people that were hard fast against him after that Saratoga race. And so then he goes to Keeneland and he wins and he sets a stakes record. And I barely ask him to run. And he looks great and the same people were going well he won't win the next one so it's kind of one of those things if you play against a horse enough you will eventually beat them you know but you might lose eight times and then the ninth time you beat them so what does that really mean you know that's what i kind of hate about the sport sometimes that the it's like I, you know, th- this guy picked against Golden Pal. It's like, yeah, and he also lost seven straight times trying to do it. You know, so anyway.
2: And, then, and those same people, if if he loses Brewers Cup, I told you, I told you he couldn't win that. You're like, what? yeah. You it's said the like, last three times Well, you hit broke
0: unfortunately before the race, trying to beat him, so you didn't get the bet that time. You know.
2: Yeah, and by the way, the horse that won the race, you didn't have. So, right. what, did you, what 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 did you really gain out of that? congratulations though he lost
0: you know that is the that is the other thing that people just don't talk about a lot it's like yeah i'm against this horse okay but there's 11 other in the other horses yeah, the he got he got. Lost, right yeah. he, he lost no, i don't care right he lost but you may not have had it and that's what makes racing tough i i tweet that out some it's like god i knew that favorite was gonna be not very good today but shit i got second and third anyway with this eight to one and ten to one because a 15 to one beat me you know well shit
2: man the the breeder's cup is notorious for that where you you can be Mm -hmm. you can be all over a race in terms of i don't like that favorite i'm playing against the favorite and then there's like four other horses that you're especially turf like there's like four horses coming at once you don't know you know what i mean like it could go either way you could run really well in the breeder's cup and finish fifth and you know you're wrong. You, you made zero dollars on that, but you were right by playing against favorite. You know the horse fades or whatever. That's ma- that's what makes the Breeders' Cup so yep hot and cold. You can you can cash for huge or you know you can be very wrong and very right at the same time. Uh, let's go to the Dirt Mile a race that obviously has been dominant by um, speed. It seems like over the last several years, uh, we saw life is good. We've seen Knicks go role in this race laurel river for bob baffert and jack christopher we're gonna pretend we know for sure he's gonna run in this race in the dirt mile we're gonna assume for today's show if he is in this race even though it's bob baffert i have to think jack christopher will go off as the favorite here right
0: this yeah this is all really conditional stuff and so it's really hard to give you a good answer right now because it's so in flux who's going where? I think Jack Christopher is the favorite I want all of Jack Christopher wherever he enters Um, so I if he is the favorite I'll I'll probably play him in this spot. I would love to play Jack Christopher in the sprint against Jackie's warrior. That's what I would love to do that. But if he's not going to be there. Obviously, I can't do that. So I Listen, I think Laurel River, if that horse is a favorite, is probably one I'll have on a ticket, too. So it's really hard for me to, to answer the question that we're playing here because we just don't know. But Laurel River, Jack Christopher, both are horses that I'm interested in.
2: I love Jack Christopher here. I, I mean, I, I'm with you a little bit on, on wherever he goes, whichever one. I And, and I don't want to, you know, I will definitely be trying to be Jackie's Warriors, let's put it that way, with him if he does enter that. Because it also, it's kind of like we talked about with Applebee a little bit where you're like, if, wherever chad decides he obviously thinks that's the race he can win with the horse you know what i mean like if it's the dirt mile he thinks he can win it if it's, a, if it's a sprint he thinks he can win that one right especially if it's a sprint in my opinion if he decides to run the sprint against jackie's warrior who obviously on paper is a very tough horse to beat that to me is a huge indication uh, of what he thinks of how well he'll run
0: can can we just talk about how good he is he is really, really good. And he's one, I knew he was a very good two-year-old, you know, and I was disappointed that he scratched last year. I was skeptical about what he would do as a three-year-old. He has been phenomenal. The one race he lost was at a distance he did not want to run. He still made the same exact move he always made, and then he started to slow down. By the way, he got beat by Cyberknife and Taba. Those are two really, really nice horses. So it's not like Chopped Liver beat him in that race. He ran really well in the Haskell for a horse that doesn't want to run a mile in an eighth.
2: So yeah, it wasn't like he it wasn't like he faded to like eighth or something or you what. Know, yes. like he he tried his ass off. He clearly didn't want to go that far. Pennsylvania Derby winner Taba, uh, sec- I believe second place right Cyber Knife in the Travers. Um yep. I mean, definitely good horses who beat him.
0: It, he ran his race, you know, and it just, he, he, he didn't, he couldn't accelerate as much because he was tired. Do you remember when we watched uh, the last race, the Jerkins, where we were at when we watched that race at Saratoga together? hmm. We were right at the, like the mid stretch, right when a horse, if he's getting challenged, he needs to kind of kick on. And he was cruising, and that jockey saw a gunite coming. And he and, and we saw Gunite coming, and I looked at you and said, "Oh shit, that horse is running huge." Yep. That jockey just kind of gave him a little cue. He he totally dusted it. I mean, it was super impressive where they woke him night. up. Good
2: night. How he good night solid. He's gutty, and he ran a good race that day. And I remember after the race, we were like, "Man, you know that was that was an impressive effort." by good night to kind of at least battle Jack. But of course, it was you know different ballpark with Jack Christopher. But still, yeah, he he's he's got such great. That's why I like him so much too. In in the sprint, if he goes there, well, both races for it because you know Laura River could go set the fractions and, and let Jack Christopher kind of sit off. I think that's another thing people forget. Or want to think that jack christopher is a speed horse and i know you've been real big on that too as far as people thinking jack why is jack christopher assuming that he's going to go to the league well he doesn't he's not going to so he's going to sit off of it which makes him super dangerous in any of these races because he does have that push button so to speak um and i think this horse is coming in like they've kind of figured out what he is and he's dangerous
0: I think he's really, really, really good. He's one of the best ones Brown's ever had on the dirt, you know, and a lot of people, you know, kind of, I don't really think that highly of a sprinter, but I, I'm not one of those people. I just think he he's super, super talented for what he does.
2: So I've got him, I am assuming for this, for today's show, I'm as, kind of assuming we have, uh, him that he's in the race. He's the favorite. I got to play on him. Yeah. uh as well so but i do like i do like laurel as well um depending on know what happens there all right let's go to the breeders cup philly and mayor turf um gosh this one was tough for me because they like, one you don't know really for sure who's in the race and and two um you don't know the, the two top joseph o'brien and and, and john Goston, you know two to one and four to one with not nashua and above the curve two international horses um course dream loper as well at five to one and then you got in italian at six to one for chad brown um who needs no introduction there virginia joy another chad brown one thing about this race that's been very uh, a pretty solid trend over the years is it feels like it's either international that wins this race or it's chad brown sometimes it's a both um but nashua what do you think of this one as a favorite
0: Oh, this is going to be tough. Right now, I'm a fade, even though I like that horse a lot. I kind of think Chad's going to win it. I kind of think he's got in Italian and great, great condition. Um, I kind of think he's going to do it. It's just going to depend on the other speed in the race. This is one where getting those fast performances in your hand will really matter. Um, not that I mean, they all matter, but this one will really matter. Uh, but I'm going to go fade as of now uh, in this one. Till I study up a little bit more on these European runners. Yeah, you know, I I don't know either
2: on this one to be honest with you. I I I, I put play, but my see my my like I told you my angles are are international and Chad Brown. Well, I really like you know, in Italian's not necessarily international um, bred international anyways. But I do agree with you. I think he's got this horse kind of in perfect position to go and win a race like this. On the flip side. I think one of these two, Joseph O'Brien or Nashua, especially Nashua could be very tough to beat here. I think this horse seems like the horse. So whoever it is, I think I'm a play. It's a very, I mean, I'm gonna be playing several in this race. I I don't know that I have, and I'm with you. I don't have a good feel for Nashua yet um, because I haven't studied the horse like thoroughly. But right now I got to play because I got to think if they if they bring this horse over and, you know, from what I've read tentatively, this is a pretty highly regarded horse overseas.
0: Yep. No, I I agree. And probably probably one that when push comes to shoves, you know, going to be on the ticket. But as right now, you know, we'll be a little bullish here. Got Can't play all the favorites. And I, I think this is a spot where, like you said, if you get Chad Brown at a little bit of a price, Take your shot. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. You know that horse is going to show up with a big effort because he's got the horse so good right now.
2: I know. I, uh, I used that horse in our tournament. One, thing, one of the only, only horses I had right that day. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that horse was impressive. You know, just really um, has, has kind of, like you said, has, he's gotten that horse to kind of figured out what she is and what she's gutty and tough to beat. So I think he's going to take a good horse. But for now, I will say play i think this national horse um, if the favorite if comes over here is going to be awfully tough to beat all right so here here we go here's the sprint the breeder's cup sprint jackie's warrior seven to five favorite jack christopher obviously we talked about him um, for the mile if he does enter here he's four to one uh, kamari another horse that's on the fence for both a couple of the races at five to one american theorem eight to one uh good night 10 to 1 easy Raw. I mean, the list goes on Manny Walls. I mean, but really, let's start with Jackie's Warrior. Seven to five. Can he win? I mean, do you trust him to win here? Because he, he he hasn't been able to he hasn't been able to kind of finish the job in, in the Breeders' Cup.
0: I feel like if Jack Christopher's in the race, I will play him. But if he's gonna go to the mile, I will end up on Jackie's Warrior. And a lot of it is going to be because just like where where else do you really want to go? I don't really trust Kamari to beat him, um, and some of these other ones I just don't think they're great. Uh, I would love to try to beat him, but at this moment with Jack Christopher likely for the mile, I will say play Jackie's Warrior.
2: Here's the thing,
0: I'm I kind of in the
2: same line lo- line of thinking, and I'm and I, that's why I hope Jack is in this race, although I don't think he's going to be because it make it my life easier i speed is really really hard to win in this race and it's the weirdest trend one of the weirdest trends that i've come across over all these years of doing them wire to wire does not happen it's happened twice in this race twice in 24 years um it's really hard and we and i even said last year like if anyone can do it you would think jackie's warrior can do it and he couldn't Nope. He couldn't get it done. He faded hard. Now, different storyline this year. He's more lightly raced. But we saw him get beat, right? He got beat last time. I I, I don't... I, I'm i with you. Like, I, I want to beat him. I think he's beatable. At the same time, who am I going to beat him with? That's my concern because we don't necessarily have a horse like that uh, if Jack Christopher's on the race. So, I am a, I'm a fade with a... <laughs> With a, with like just maybe a question mark because I think he is beatable. Just gotta find the right horse.
0: I know that's the that's the baddest thing about it. A couple of things. I, I think this is gonna be one of your shorter fields, and so that could lead to a speed horse actually going gate to wire. Number one. Number two. Go and not you, but but people listening. Go back and watch the Vanderbilt two back at Saratoga. He didn't go to the lead he sat off not a ways away but he sat just a little bit off and pounced. and you know i, I remember talking to heather who did not care one bit that i was talking to her about this but i <laughs> wanted to talk to you was like i was like that's the best he's ever run because he sat and, and he was able to pounce and that's what he's gonna have to do at the breeder's cup and she says like i don't i, I don't even know who you're talking about but anyway i don't before care it goes, Gets in a speed duel, going longer, gets beat. And it's like, well, yeah, you got in a speed duel. Why did you do that? Why did you not try to just sit off like last time? So anyway, long story short, I, I, I think he does have the ability to sit off the pace. I would just love to see him try that if, if the pace is going to be real hot in here.
2: I mean, don't you think that, like, you would be crazy, I think, to think that there isn't gonna be somebody that that says that sees what we saw last time out and says we're gonna try to get run after him right We, got, i mean try to make this because look what pipeline did that day and it burned him up right and, and and maybe it's a horse that no one knows or cares about but if they're fast enough to to do that it's like hey he's beatable and it becomes like i i just but again who's gonna do it you don't have cody's wish in here obviously wants to go longer than this so it's like who is going to be that horse but from a from a guy that's backed him for many many times and that last time I don't know if maybe I have too much of a sour taste in my mouth after that last race with him like I don't know what it is cuz he should win here I get that
0: yeah you know and it, it took a it took a good performance by Cody's wish to beat him so it's not like he lost to a bad horse he still got second but you're right I mean it does kind of leave a bad taste I I don't know I'm with you like I kind of want to be that's why I really want Jack Christopher to run in this race because I I think we could beat him with Jack Christopher Mm, you know that'd be a
2: hell of a battle too
0: yeah but I think I think you'd get him in the end but I I just these other horses I'm just not real happy about so the who actually draws in will be really important but uh, as of right now like I said it's it's a it's a play for me
2: Kevin says he feels your pain. He says, Heather is all of our wives, girlfriend's boyfriend said the amount of times I've tried to explain how I got screwed by a horse jock, trainer decision. And my fiance is like, okay, so what's for dinner today? I, I knowing Heather, I'm going to assume she said very similar things as well.
0: There's one horse that Heather loves and that's ain't life grand. And that's only because of Kelly. So <laughs> other than that, uh, yeah, she doesn't care about, it. she did stop everything she was doing and watched ain't life grand uh, run in Iowa the other day. So well, that's that makes sense. But all right,
2: Breeders' Cup Mile, a horse that uh, we know all about. In modern Games, your five to two favorite as we look at it now. Of course, this is a horse that uh, he, he, he's going to try to win a Breeders' Cup. You know, officially, you know, we're going to try. I guess, but he did win. We're going to try to cash in on Modern Games at the Breeders' Cup. Are you going to cash in? on modern games in this race
0: yeah again this is definitely going to be a play for me unless somebody jumps off the screen from europe i don't think any of our milers have a chance to beat modern games uh you know but i do think maybe if there is a european runner i might think about it but for right now i think modern games is definitely the horse to beat in here
2: yeah that um i you know personally don't care the horse lost um last time out because i thought that woodvine mile was unbelievably good and and like you said i think who you're going to beat him with i mean a real glory i think that's a nice horse um i guess annapolis i don't know that horse really impressed me last time out but surely he can't (laughs) go and win this race
0: right i really like annapolis i might have that horse well no might i'll probably have that horse underneath but I, i yeah i don't know that he's quite up to modern games level um, you know, I remember thinking, hey, I'm gonna play Annapolis last year at the Breeders' Cup and, and didn't end up running in it, obviously. But uh yeah, I I think it's a matchup that's kind of cool, but in the end of the day, I just think modern games is, is so much better.
2: How about this one here? I domestic I spending could make his first start in 14 months here. He's been working out, that's surely not right.
0: Why why would he run here? at a mile. That's what's really just strange to me. Like you're going to enter in boot, in the turf, you know, but I, that's way too long, I guess off of a layoff, but yeah, it'd be a really weird entry. I can't get behind domestic spending. Even though at one time I thought that was one of the best sources in the country. Um, it, it's incredible how his career kind of worked out where he just fell off, but I I'm, I'm excited that he's back. I, I wish he i well i should i should say i he, i hope he doesn't run in this race though
2: yeah running's like i mean if the horse is back and they think like why would you mess with running here get them ready for next year you know unless they're just saying to hell with them you're gonna I mean, why would you be working out this much but i guess but like just get him ready for next year i mean unless they're just gonna retire him at the end of the year yeah um, i
0: agree
2: i don't know but yeah i thought that was interesting that he does show up there um but yeah modern games for me is a play it, I I just think like the way he look has looked. Um, yeah, I think Appleby's and you know due for a, a big another big Breeders Cup, and it just feels like it's we us betters we we we're owed a cash ticket on modern games, right? In the Breeders Cup, we owed it. Mm-hmm. The you know, when was the last time the horse racing gods have let us down, right? Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Knock on wood. Um, it's not even
0: commenting. <laughs>
2: yeah don't uh talking about being retired and 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 probably going to sell or whatever like did you see i think i, I sent it I, I emailed it to you did you see that uh midnight Bizu is going is being uh added to the keeneland sale the full sale and she's in full to tap it so yeah imagine yeah. what that would go for
0: i i usually don't care about those sales but i will watch and see her get sold because that's going to be pretty expensive i would think <laughs>
2: It, it, yeah i mean that's a obviously a hell of a horse um in her own right but then the, to tap it is pretty sweet all right let's go uh to the diff staff and uh you know i don't think anybody's surprised by this nest your two to one um favorite but Malthot has kind of slowly been making her name kind of throwing her name back in the in the ring a little bit uh, another Todd Fletcher at five to two. And really it, it, it's, it starts there with the two Todd Fletchers. Then you got search results at five to one. Um, Clary Air, of course, once believed to kind of be the top of that list or close to it, six to one, secret oath. <laughs> we know we know her ass will be there at ten to one. Um, but really, Nest and Malathot. Are you worried about Malathot at all here? Or are you still 100% team Nest?
0: Uh, I'm team Nest. Uh, definitely a, a play for me hope she's two to one that would be fantastic uh would love uh, two to one every bit of that uh I, you know i will give malathot credit uh and i actually got malathot right last time that made me feel really good uh, i'm always on the wrong side of her but i think at the end of the day she's not as good as her stablemate nest i think malathot has taken advantage of a older feeling mare division that for lack of a better term is kind of falling apart once Latruska kind of went haywire and he, she's not very good anymore. then think weird shit happened to her last time out and haven't seen her since. Uh, you know, Malthot just kind of took advantage of that. I think she's running up against a monster in Nest. Uh, I've got to go Nest and it's uh, this is a favorite to play for me.
2: Yeah, I don't see a situation that, Mal, I don't, Nest just seems like she's, in another another world and 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 i get that Malthot's kind of been making but and what how could you ever play Malthot and trust that she could run down nest or however you know i just don't see how how you can get there search results is interesting she's been she's been good right she's kind of like she's that speed horse because we know the truth is not gonna um is not gonna be there and certainly if she was you couldn't trust her uh to, to hold on but search results obviously is, has been very good but getting beat um by Malafot and then um and then of course getting beat uh, uh to, to horses that I just don't I don't think that I think Nest would beat easily um I can't get there with her Nest is I think you when know, you talk about you talk about Nest uh you talk about Cave Rock and you talk about uh Flightline I mean to me those are Three are probably my biggest opinions of, of the Breeders' Cup uh, so far.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely fair. I, I I can't argue with that.
2: Um, all right, so let's let's. I think we were pretty pretty clear on that one. Just on the yeah. distaff, we both really like Nest. All right, the turf. This is another interesting um, year. It is every year, obviously. Rebels Romance, Applebee, another Applebee horse at five to two. So, I mean, this horse if. If, he, if, she, if if she if Rebels Romance is here, this horse will be he'll be tough. And I think Warlike Goddess is interesting. Obviously, at four to one, looked awesome last time out. To beat that horse, to beat the other Applebee, I, 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 a, a dire a dire. How do you say that? Well, you can tell me. The sure. other Applebee, uh, you know, just to me, I've got uh, whoever that favorite is, what whichever Applebee it is, or maybe it's just one of them. I've got play.
0: Rebels Romance play for sure. Uh, I might sprinkle in a little Warlike Goddess. I'm with you. I like that horse. I had a big crush on her for a long time. Rebels Romance looks really, really good. So that's gonna be a play for me. And that trainer is really, really good in Charlie Appleby. So uh, play for me.
2: Yeah, is this like? I know it's like not the biggest question, but it feels like another Breeders' Cup that we talk about. Charles Appleby. Like this guy's got plenty of opportunities um to take home gosh three four races easily right I mean could
0: he kind of has got the reputation now when he brings one over it's kind of like when Baffert has a three year old just play the Baffert horse right and that's Appleby is has been so good the last really three years three four years even um yeah it it feels like he's gonna have a really really good uh Breeders Cup and you know like i said really really good guy from all accounts so uh you know easy guy to root for
2: is there anyone else in here that i mean broom i, I a 20 you know that's a horse that ran really well uh, against his odds and, and ran well last year um in this race i think is uh is somewhat interesting at that at that kind of price well but
0: Part of the, the problem is we're like goddess, just beat the hell out of all of our good horses, you know, male horses. So, no, when you say, is there anybody else in here, it's it's the internationals and hurt. That's all you gotta wade through in this one, right? I mean, there's there might be some filler, but our division this year, as far as uh, the, the turf is concerned, it's been pretty bad. And like I said, we're like goddess, beat the shit out of those horses and uh, she's clearly our best turf horse, but you're you're, you're asking a, a whole nother thing from her in this one. She's going to have to be uh, exceptional.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, like um, this is a race that just, and, and not even to, to, to further your point, not only did she prove kind of that this is a weak division uh, for especially the male side, it, the internationals, the, Euro, the Euros have dominated this race yeah, over the last you know 14 15 years i mean just i mean complete like almost one every year kind of domination because when they send a horse over they're they're not sending the horse over just to say hey we ran in the turf no no that horse is coming to win and 99 of the time they're a hell of a lot better than what we have to offer right yep. so it just it just is that simple so if appleby brings over that horse or um you know i think we saw it last year with you know broom's not great but was better than what we had, you know. Yeah. Um. And 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 ran well that day. So, uh, I don't think. Yeah. I, I appreciate the the tout. For our, yep. the, you know, but I don't think I don't think Jared can pick Red Knight in this race. Uh, um. Definitely a class like maybe could hit, maybe he could finish third or fourth. I mean, that horse seems like. Um, I think if you go past. Couple of these internationals anything could happen but i that would be that horse would have to run every bit as good if not and then better to, to do third or fourth in the briefs cup in my opinion
0: i think you would have to sprout rain, wings to get fourth <laughs> um, <laughs> to, be, to be honest about wings um
2: all right so it looks like this this i'm not even gonna attempt to do fan the fan uh Dufan. die not die, not coming so yeah we'll see um but I hope not, because I do think uh, that's the horse that, uh, Rebels Romance, um, not only is a horse that you know, like, that's a horse, like, you know what I mean? Like, internationally, we know Rebels Romance, and you're like, if that horse comes, I'm picking that horse, so, yeah. Um, all right, let's go to the main event, and obviously, this one's rather easy uh, in terms of play or fade, I feel like, but we'll talk about the race a little bit, because you are sitting there at three to five on Flight Line. Um, six to one on life is good. Eight to one on Taba. Eight to one Epicenter. Hot Rod Charlie, 15 to one. Uh, Olympiad, 15 to one. Rich Strike, 21. Happy Saber, 20 to one. I'll go through them. And 20 to one on Cyber Knife. But flatline at three to five. So two questions. One, I know the answer. Is he a player fade? And two, is the three to five play a bull? For you in the race
0: uh playable yes and playable on the price as well i think Flyline is certainly a favorite that you don't want to fade in this spot um he's kind of good so yeah no, if he's three to five i think that makes a ton of sense
2: he's his uh, he, he fun it's funny he deserves to be three to five as yeah. well and i think three to five is playable on him there's no like and i and i i I, I do. I think the only horse that is capable of beating him is Taba. And I don't mean that as like they both run the race. It's going to be close. I mean, Flightline would have to back up or something would have to happen in order. And, and out of the rest, Taba is the one I'm most interested in. But um, it, if he runs anywhere in the department, in, anywhere close to what we've seen, and all of this starts, he's going to win. Like, I, it just, it's not. It's not going to be, he's, he's, better than all of them. He's smarter. Like he's more intelligent. I think he's more capable and our, all of our, a lot of the other ones that we like in here, you know, Tava, your epicenters, they're three-year-olds, you know, they still are developing life is good. I don't want any, any part of life is good in this race. Um, Hot Rod Charlie lock him up for third, <laughs> uh, it seems like happy saver, maybe fourth. Um, but no, I just Flyline to me is just. He's playable at three to five, and I hope I get it.
0: Yeah, I I think the key to the race is going to be picking between Taba and Epicenter as another, the second horse to use, right? Uh, It feels like Flightline's kind of in that top flight, uh, so to speak. And then it's between Taba and Epicenter, because I think we both agree, life is good, mile and a quarter, probably have to fade him in this spot.
2: Hmm.
0: So, mm-hmm. which I hate saying because I think he's a brilliant horse, but he kind of also just seems to not be running quite as well. So then it comes down between Tava and Epicenter, and I, I think it's all about Epicenter has kind of reached that level, that really high level, and Tava took a giant step towards getting to it. And if he takes another step, he could be right there with him, if not, uh, even better. That's that's the race that I'm going to be watching, other than flight line in my opinion is just like epicenter taba what's going to happen between those two
2: now we'll i will i think this is uh i don't know where it went um yeah i mean truth exposed like if there's anything you like epicenter will run he's super consistent he'll give you his race that's what i love about the horse it doesn't matter what else happens in the race like he's going to give you that run right he's done it his air his whole career every single time isn't a, it's a matter of if he's good enough to do it, you know. And obviously, you know, if, if Flightline does do his thing, I'm even more interested in seeing what, well, who can, you know, Tabo or Epicenter, which one um, yeah. can can you know finish second, you know, you know, or, or if Flightline bounces to the moon, you know, which one of those horses? Because we haven't really seen, we did see them, but you know, I think everyone can toss out the Derby, um, so the Derby effort. So yeah, yeah I think that horse uh, obviously is the most consistent, one of the most consistent horses. Um, up the bunch and you know like like table we've seen obviously throw some sneakers in and uh you know he of course he did it in the derby uh i'm trying to i don't know i mean i've seen i'm going through some of these why is how is hot rod so low because he beat the weirdos the other week (laughs) yeah pretty much
0: zero part of hot rod charlie in this race zero for anything um The thing I like about epicenter don't sleep on Richie. I'm sleeping on him. The thing I like about epicenter is sleeping hard. Well, I don't think, you know, honestly, I don't think he'll end up being in the race. Talking about rich strike. I think they've got the Clark handicap circled or the Clark stakes, I guess it is now circled at Churchill on the Friday after Thanksgiving. I think it's a fantastic race for him to go win. And I think he will go win it. I, I sitting here not knowing who's going to be in the race. I think the Clark has Rich Strike written all over it. This race, I don't think so. Um, But anyway, I was going to say with Epicenter, I, I just like how he kind of developed over the summer. That was a little bit different of a horse up at Saratoga. And he kind of has a bury your ass attitude now. Where he didn't really uh up until that that those races. So he's dangerous. He will make a run. And if Flightline regresses, he's got to regress a lot. If he does, Epicenter will go get him. And Taba has a good shot to go get him too. So that's the key. How you know he's probably gonna regress up that race. It's just a matter of how much. Because a ten percent regression, it does not it's not gonna matter. Flightline still wins. I I will
2: I will give you third. I I I'll, I'll, I'll take it I'll, but he fourth I will not I will argue. He, he will get fourth. Hot Rod Charlie will get fourth. I, I, he will. Don't leave him off on your own at your own risk, okay? I right, Truth Exposed, I got you. Hot Rod Charlie, he finished fourth in last year's race. He finished second in Dubai. I mean, the whole guy can show up at big races and, and at least run like, he's also, he's consistent, like Epicenter, only he's worse than Epicenter. But he'll, he'll run. When does he not ran his race?
0: He's all He always runs hard. But, I mean, I, there's going to, several horses are just not going to have to show up. I don't know. I guess that's not true. He might get fourth. If, if one of the top four don't show up, which is likely that one of them won't, Hot Rod will show up and get fourth. So, okay, he might get fourth.
2: I, it, okay and this and i know this will be totally biased because people know how much i love love Taba all year long but uh I i i'm from a flight line because you know obviously flight line is you know he's the pick and we'll have a lot of stuff going through him but uh, we're gonna need to have some stuff going through taba too he's to me he's scary i think he's coming into the race the right way oh yeah bob baffert i've heard enough from him you know from people around him like how much he likes Taba. How much the horse has worked out well. We know that when he does win this race, he wins it with three-year-olds. Taba is his horse in this race, and he likes him a lot. And to me, I get it. He gets it. I think you know, Flightline is a tough task. But if 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 somehow he doesn't do his thing, Flightline that is, I just think Taba's gonna like. He's gonna be dangerous.
0: Oh, I think he's really dangerous. I think he's coming into the race like you just said it best. He's coming into the race really strongly. Uh, I don't know. I just, I think epicenter might be a little better for this race. I think Tava's still still kind of playing catch up just a bit, but th- the, the progression to this big spot makes 3 million times more sense than the progression to his last big spot. And that's what makes him really, really dangerous. I think he's going to improve off that effort. Um, I think Baffert is in love with him. uh, And I think that is enough for you to be like, look, you can't, you got to have some kind of something on him in this race.
2: Hey, truth exposed. I tried to tell you this all. Well, I mean, maybe I was a little early, but I definitely told you in August when I did a video that why he could win the classic, he loves a horse. Um, And why no love for life is good. I think we kind of alluded to it just uh he's he's very he's one-dimensional for starters. He hasn't had a horse like Flightline try to, you know, try to be in the, you know, kind of press him or be close to him and honestly, I think enough um that Woodward was just not what you want to see going into this race. Um there's enough signs there to try to beat him.
0: Seems to be regressing a little bit um and that's not a good sign for a race like this. Uh, His last two efforts were not great, and it's probably because he's running a little bit too long. I think, you know, if all these horses are lining up to run a mile, he becomes extremely dangerous. But a mile and a quarter, I think, is going to be a little too tough for life as good. I think his big chance is to, if he just gets out too far ahead and that track really holds up for speed that weekend, he might be able to take him gate to wire, but I just think he's going to get caught going a mile and a quarter. And that's that's the big worry. I, I really like Life Is Good as a racehorse. I think when he was at his best, and he's at his optimal distance, he's one of the best I've watched in the last ten or fifteen years. I just don't think this is the spot for him. If he was in the mile, uh, he would be really tough to beat. Would you
2: pick him or Jack Christopher in the mile if they di- if they diverted to the mile?
0: I would probably take uh, uh, Life Is Good. If he was in the mile, but I understand why they're not doing it. He, he has to,
2: he's earned his right to be in the race. No doubt. Yeah, and
0: he already won the mile and there's so go try it, go try it. But a mile and a quarter against these types, I, I'm just skeptical that he can get the job done.
2: Uh, what, what gets, um, you know, since we've talked we're talking about all these other horses and then we're sitting there, you know, staring at three to five on flight line, what gets him beat? Is it just simply, I mean, nothing gets him beat, in my opinion. It's just like, he just doesn't show up, right? Just something like, he just, something happens.
0: There's two lines of thoughts on if you wanna go against him and I, I'm not gonna sit there and blame anybody if you wanna try to bet against him, but these are the two lines of thoughts. One, he ran so well last time out that he can't repeat it and he just bounces and he just does not run very well, right? And that could happen. Or two, and it's a thought, and I saw somebody in the chat, can't remember who it was, he hadn't beat anybody. These horses he's beating up on are terrible. It's not wrong, right? Okay, yes, Country Grammar did win the Dubai World Cup, but since he's come back, he sucked, right? All those horses out of the Pacific classic sucked their next their next start. Forget about what they did before that. After that, they sucked. Speaker's corner, he sucked after he placed flight line. Yeah, he was really good coming into that race. He's been awful since. So there are people out there that think hey, it's inflated because he's beating up on dummies. This is the best field he's faced for sure. So those are your two cases against him. Um, To me, I don't think they're good enough cases. If he would have won the Pacific Classic by a couple of links, I would start to get worried, but he was on another planet away from those other horses. (laughs) Um, And you could say the same thing about him uh, against Speaker's Corner. He was on another planet from him. The numbers don't lie. It's a dramatic difference, and the regression part of it is the only way he gets beat, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and obviously to that point, Sadler has been very like that. I mean, that's why the horses ran five times ever, right? You know, because the horse is just so. He's being so care. I mean, from the time of uh there's allowance race they waited that was in september they didn't run the horse until the malibu and then after the malibu they didn't run the horse back until the met mile and then after the met mile they didn't run the horse um, almost three months later in the pacific classic and of course pacific classic was september 3rd um and so you're talking about you know three two and a half two months before you know they see him again so they're obviously being very very careful with him and that's why they're you're seeing those gaps and that's why you're you're lessening the idea that he could bounce because of that spacing right you know being very careful with how how you know not just not just the him keeping him healthy but also just the bounce um possibility because you are taking that time between races
0: i don't think he's gonna bounce because if he's showing signs that he's not doing very well or he's not eh, got a lot of energy He probably won't show up. They've kind of proven, like, you just laid out. We don't have to hit all these targets. It's like, we'll run him when he's ready. So, if he shows up, I doubt he bounces. One thing I want to address, because this is going to brought up a lot in the next couple weeks. The thought process of there's going to be a speed duel in this race. Anytime the gates open anything can happen, that's very unlikely to happen. And I say that because go watch the last two races Flightline was in. He was not on the lead. He does not need the lead. He's fast enough to go to the lead, but they will not send him into a speed duel. Uh, That is very unlikely to happen. The likely scenario is life is good is going to be out in front, and Flightline is going to be behind him by a length or two. I don't think you're going to see two horses knock heads uh, in this race. And I only say that because the last two races, Flightline did not need the lead and was not on the lead in the early stages of the race.
2: Well and honestly I think that's why I like uh, you know, having life is good in the race. I makes me like a horse like Flightline that much more because I think he what he does is he ensures a very fast pace for everybody else, right? And we know we know Flightline has no problem being fast, right? In, in mm-hmm. earlier in the race because he's fast late too. So a horse like Life is Good will go fast because that's what he does. But Flightline will stay with him because he can, right? He, 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 but he won't, he doesn't necessarily need to battle with it. I just mean he'll be be right there. So when life is good, it's like, hey, fuck this. Okay. I'm not, I can't hold off this horse any longer. Flightline just keeps on going. Well, by then, they've gone so fast early in the race, it makes it that much harder for any of these other horses to make huge moves like Taba or Epicenter, certainly Hot Rod Charlie, any of those horses. To get to these horses it just makes their job that much tougher because having life is good kind of dictate things and let flight line kind of just let okay sit off and then i'll you know i'll go when i'm ready
0: yeah and that's just it i mean i think he might he might damage life is good by stalking a little closer than life is good really likes he might speed him up a bit but i don't think flight going to get sped up with him And you just kind of said it as well as you could say it. He's just not the type that needs the lead and is going to go crazy and is going to go out there crazy at him. And now, if he does, for whatever reason, like I said, when they open the gates, I've seen nutty things happen with paces, right? If he does go neck and neck with life is good, that will get him beat. Nobody can do that, (laughs) right? So, but I'm very confident that he will not get in a speed duel. Um, am i confident that life is good might not go like or might go too fast yeah pretty confident he's gonna go blazing in this race
2: um just kind of looking through you know like especially go you know the the met mile you know that's a horse you know he, at one point he was like at the half he was like three three links back flatline was and i remember for like half a second like oh shit like what Go you because know, obviously they did everything they could speakers corner and Alvarado to try to keep him out of the race a little bit there early on, but obviously he set off just fine. And then you go look at the Pacific Classic going around a quarter, and even though it seemed like he, there was no speed and, and there was no way he's not on the lead, sure enough, at the half, extra hope was a, about a length and a half ahead of him, and he just said, "All right, that's fine," you know. Like, and then of course. You know, next thing you know, he's 10 leagues ahead of everybody. Yeah. That was a whole different game with as far as the 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 you know you the race caliber. But the point is, early in these races, he's showing that he does not need to get to the lead. And that and life is good on the flip side shows he has to get on the lead early in the race. And so that's where the race unfolds, in my opinion.
0: Yep, that's just it. With life is good, he has proven, he has no other choice. He's going. That's it. That's all he knows how to do. And it's very dangerous when you are you have that elite speed. So that's what you do, right? It, it, he he's, he has no interest in doing anything else. Flightline, he can go to the front, but he didn't have to. Say life is good, breaks horrific, and he's last. Sure, flightline will then have the ability to go out and take him gate to wire, and that's fine. But if there's one, one that's just blazing, he does not have to go out there with him.
2: No, no. And he's like, he, he, yes, you can tell he's, uh he's athletic and he's smart so he he knows that he doesn't need to go um early on in these races like he he just is a very um just a different level of these a uh, horse and i think most people are um are understanding maybe or don't because you haven't seen him much and then they also have like you say you add in the facts that he hasn't beaten much but if you just watch him run period don't look at like you can just tell he's he's different you know he's he's different than a lot of these horses are any of these horses are frankly that are uh, they're running the race all right so uh obviously lots could change but i feel like we know that we're gonna be betting flight line um in this race uh, he is our play for the classic you guys can't tell i think uh, we can't tell everyone's a little excited for the classic yeah.
0: Woo. <laughs> boy next week on this show pre-entries how about that love it
2: Pre entries and then the, hey by the way, the next week, uh Breeders Cup.
0: The so next week, live from Lexington. Taking bowl shots during the podcast. That'll be fun.
2: Bowl shots. We have uh uh we have obviously the the Friday, Saturday previews, the Friday, Saturday reactions. Um we'll have tournament, maybe tournaments happening Friday, Saturday. Um it's gonna be, it's gonna be wild. Hope you catch up on your sleep now. Magic, Somage, you, me,
0: we're all gonna be there.
2: You know it's dangerous. We got Magic. We we convinced him that uh, you know COVID's over, and we got him out of the house to go to the Breeders' Cup. So you, who knows what's gonna happen?
0: That's right. I'm excited to see Magic. Haven't seen him since the last Breeders' Cup.
2: Hey Steven, all you gotta do is hit us up uh yep. you know we're we'll be around walking around everywhere and if uh we'll, likely' at we'll least one of us will have polos on Samich has got two seats in the BCBC so he'll be uh doing that for most of the day on each day but uh you know we'll have we'll have magic working and uh you know but Alfred and I'll definitely be around um we accept drinks that's uh that's usually it we're if you if you bribe us with drinks we will take our take a picture with you.
0: I've always said the greatest thing about the big events, like the breeders cup is, you know, our work as far as getting everything put out like product wise and stuff, it ends basically when they break the gates for the breeders cup races on Friday. So then Friday and Saturday, you can kind of relax and enjoy it because you've put in just like countless, countless hours. And then when the races get there, you can finally relax and have fun. So we will be having a great time, uh, on those two days. So definitely hit us up, uh, and, uh, we would, we would love to talk with you or whatever you would, y'all would like to do. We'll do most, <laughs>
2: <laughs> most anything. And honestly, on the, on top of that, you're, especially with the Breeders' Cup, when we've been studying these horses literally for a year, um, <clears throat> your work's done. And from the handicapping standpoint as well, like not only is our work done for the, the business and the site, it's like you get to the race and I don't need a form. I'm like, well, I, I really like the three. I like the, you know what I mean? Like we just... Yep you know all these horses you know who your bet is your opinions not changed they're very light scratches usually in a breeder's cup race and so you just kind of go there and enjoy it and and hope your opinions are right
0: last year i enjoyed thursday before the breeder's cup way too much though way too much
2: (laughs) well bull shots will do that to you um yeah thanks uh yeah i mean we we work our asses off for this event every year last time we were at keeneland it was uh it was just Halterman and I. Um right. and well, and frankly, just Halterm and I and like like a thousand other people, you know. It was uh it was it was, you know, of course, 2020, COVID year and um it was the weirdest. It was awesome. I mean, we literally sat in the stands at the finish line by ourselves watching the race. I mean, it was uh it was a weird like it was so weird like you could leave your bag and and just like go get a drink and then come back and you'd be gone for two minutes. It was, it was so strange, but it was obviously amazing to be there. We were there for Pharaoh too. I think it's going to be a little more closer to the Pharaoh year than it was that year.
0: Uh, yeah. Pharaoh year was nuts and this year will be nuts again. Last year was fantastic. We parked like two feet from the building. I mean, it was amazing. Um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. And I, I'll never, ever forget, uh, going to the Breeders' Cup races, and like I said, there's like 500 people there, just owners, basically, and press, and uh, you know, and, and then that night, we went out with Dr. Miranda to McCarthy's, which is a bar downtown Lexington, and it's just freaking packed. I mean, and it's like, what are we doing right now? Like, <laughs> canceled the Breeders' Cup and we went into this place. And there's like a thousand people in this bar that's like tiny. It's like this. With sucks.
2: with this, this many masks were in there as well. So you're like, what are we doing here?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but anyways. All right, that's all time we have uh check us out at racingnews.com for our free picks and of course our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing News premium button at the mini at racingnews.com to learn more. Speaking of the products page, go get your hands uh on our Breeders' Cup wager guide. It's now available for pre-sale. It's uh it's out there right now. You can go buy it and be the first to get it as soon as it's as it's released. It'll be sent out. Um, so you'll be the first to get that when it is uh released. It's I mean, it's gonna be huge it's huge every year but we've got uh we've convinced uh, S- uh slim so slim will be uh, uh he'll be doing uh he'll be doing v- value plays uh, on the wagering guide we've got uh, soma Bomb, we got samich he'll be doing betting challenge tournament strategy so he'll be looking at some of the tournament plays he likes and how he's going to approach that we'll do being doing live bankroll and I, of course uh teaming up again at the breeders cup to to hopefully cash some tickets on our live bankroll, we'll have top four consensus from all the racing dudes, uh, handicappers. So it's huge guide. Of course, all the analysis for all 14 races from Halterman, as well as any undercard races. So yeah, it's kind of a big guide. Um, and go get that at racingdudes.com right now to be the first to access that when it goes live. Where you are, your destination site for all free horse racing picks to all the major horse racing tracks. We're on Twitter at racing underscore dudes, Instagram, and Facebook. You'll definitely want to follow us on those social pages um as we get closer of course being live as well post a lot of pictures while we're there uh you can watch all episodes of blinkers off uh by visiting our podcast page you can listen to them on apple podcast spotify all the places you listen to your podcast of course go to youtube uh just go to youtube search racing dudes and you can find all our content as well tons and tons and tons of breeders cup youtube content so make sure you go subscribe if you're watching this on youtube right now make sure you like and subscribe and hit that notification bell so you'll be alerted when we go live and do any more videos. The Magic Mike Show, they've got a video or got a, a podcast out now. They went before us today, early today. Uh they did the late pick 5 at Keeneland, so if you're looking for those Keeneland picks for this weekend on Saturday, they did the late pick 5 analysis uh for Keeneland on Saturday. Halterman, final thoughts and who do you like are you going are you going to Arizona? Can Arizona get it back with uh with uh, Hopkins back in the lineup.
0: Uh, I'm definitely rooting for um, the Saints tonight. So Kingsbury will get fired because I think he will get fired if the Cardinals lose. Uh, so I'll root for the Saints. I think the Saints win it. Um, my final. I do have a final question for you. Okay. What's your favorite kind of ice cream? <laughs>
2: uh. Well. I feel like I'm I'm screwing myself here because I know I'm sure it's got something to do with my personality or something. But vanilla, no, no, vanilla.
0: <sighs> okay, no, it has nothing to do with your personality. But that's that's interesting because uh, my dad and I got to talking about ice cream, and we totally like we're stealing people from the Magic Mike show. They went live, and <laughs> everybody's on our show to talk about ice cream. <laughs> Uh, so that was a big joke and then we all when we ended we all went to the magic mic chat and talked about ice cream but no it's interesting because i said strawberry and my dad said chocolate and you said vanilla and we were talking about how our we're very boring with our favorite types of ice cream so now we've hit the trifecta which
2: is <laughs> well hey you needed a vanilla i'm glad i could feel that i do like do like strawberry that is my other one i get if i don't get vanilla
0: I know, but the the basic ice creams are the best.
2: Yeah, you don't I don't get fancy with it. Like mint chocolate chip and, cho- you know, all that shit like no. Yeah. No, I don't don't need it. Now, I will put M&Ms in my vanilla ice cream. That's great. Well, sure. Um or uh, I got a, I got a weird one for you. I'll do uh Kit Kats and my strawberry.
0: Okay, the strawberry thing's weird. Um that sounds good though.
2: It's great, uh Coldstone, man. Chop it all up. Mm. That's- Just saying, I haven't had it in like four years, but I remember it being good. So. That
0: sounds very good. We got to talking about uh, Stewarts on the show as well because we had a couple guys from uh, the North Country. Yeah. Uh Good ice cream at Stewart's too. Yeah. The
2: Yankees are on. I think the good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are two good, uh, two good series. Though I'm excited for both, both those series to see. Uh, I like the Padres are fun to root for; um, they're a fun team to watch. Uh, they get kind of going.
0: Yeah, oh, they are. They're they're a good team. Uh, I think the Yankees Houston game is big tonight. Yankees really need to win it. Hopefully, they do. So we get a one one series there as well. Got the hockey games going on. It's hockey parlay uh, Thursday, so make sure to check uh, out the hockey games tonight too.
2: Hey, you're you're on a parlay kick. What's up with that?
0: Uh, you know, I I just I love hockey and I know a lot about it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I I just I kind of got a got a little parlay thing going on here. We'll see. We'll see. Good good start. Uh, I got the Penguins and the Bruins tonight. Penguins are up three nothing so far. Bruins ducks are zero zero.
2: I think. By the way, you didn't ask, but you know, because you don't care. But I think that uh, I like Arizona. I think they're going to get it done no. tonight. They've got to, right? I mean, I know they don't have to, but they, they definitely don't have to. <laughs> you, 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 got, you lost Hollywood, but now they've got Nuke uh, back, and then uh, what's his name? Robbie Andrew. I don't give a shit about him, but he's there because <laughs> Carolina didn't want him. Um, and then I, I just they got like the Saints. What do they? The Saints aren't that good. What do you got to stop Taysom Hill? We'll see. I know, I know. They
0: scored nine points against Seattle last week. Nine. Oh, well, I'm aware.
2: I'm aware. I I have Kyler in my although he does well fantasy just because he's a stat you know guy. But yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I'm really, uh, really struggling because I definitely am starting two guys tonight, Nuke and, and Kyler. I think you have to. But I'm debating on a third of that Eno Benjamin, the running back. But I hate starting people in Thursday night games. I hate it because it 90% of the time doesn't work out for you. And you have to sit there for days looking at your fantasy team, only have one point on the board or whatever it is until Sunday. So, and three people is just, you're screwed. Um, You're all, literally, all my eggs might be in the basket of the Arizona Cardinals, which is really really troubling
0: (laughs) wish you luck my friend
2: (laughs) Uh, all right on that note let's get to the game here uh guys thank you so much for tuning in of course all hands are on deck for the breeders cup everything we're doing on the site right now is based off the Breeders' cup i'm working on the 14 trends right now look for that to be released uh early next week probably at the same time as the uh, pre-entries come out so you can kind of study up on the 14 entries that's or 14 uh trends that's free just to, it's a to guide to kind of get you guys ready for uh the breeder's cup so stay tuned for that and of course the breeder's cup wagering guide the official uh breeder's cup wagering guide is going to be available uh, next the week after that so uh Halterman, good luck on everything you're about to do um <laughs> you know. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, we can get some winners home for you guys. I'm, I'm though.
0: enjoying my last uh, week of sanity. Because pre entry okay. next week, and then, yeah, it'll just be
1: downhill from there.
0: All right, guys. I'm Jared Welch. He's
2: on Alterman. Good luck this weekend.
1: RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs> <laughs>